Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Welcome back to another episode of Today in Sports Betting. It is 3 o'clock on Thursday on the Eastern Seaboard. My name is Iris Silver, your host for today's episode at Iris Silver Magic on Twitter. We have a fantastic guest for you today. He is one of the premier radio hosts in Philadelphia. Before we say hello to him, as always, our podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Go over there, check out the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 with their water-resistant technology. Go type in the promo code HOOPBALL20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping. I love mine. It's a fantastic product. You should go check one out. And our guest today, without further ado, Aton Shander. Aton, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm well, Ira. What's happening, brother? Life is good up here in Philly, even before a bad football team plays another bad football team. But uh, no complaints, man. I appreciate the, the kind words, and it's a pleasure to be out with you. Yeah, it's going to be a fun episode. I mean, listen, I know you're from Philly and the weather's about to get cold, but listen, I'm down in Miami and the weather's about to get beautiful. So if you ever make your way down here, we got to link up and grab some drinks and watch some football. Absolutely, my friend. I'm definitely going to take you up on that. As soon as I can get the hell out of this state, I'm there. Trust me. (laughs) All right. Well, so before we go ahead and break down some games for tonight, uh, and for the weekend in the NFL, just want to go ahead and uh, ask you a couple questions. Maybe tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, how you got started in the industry, um, and how you kind of worked your way up to today where you host all these shows. And, I, you know, I personally, I come on as a guest on Tuesday nights. Yep. I've been red, red hot with my NFL picks, thank God, <laughs> and we'll try to keep it going uh, from here on out. But, yeah, tell the listeners if they don't know you who you are and, and what you do. Well, I've been in, uh, fortunate enough to be bounced around in radio now for uh, since '04, so year 16 for me now. And I, I think the biggest thing has just been availability, you know, just being around and being available. And I know it's tough because some people get in and they've got families and they've got other responsibilities. But I got in, I'm 24 years old, right out of Gettysburg College, well, a couple of years out of Gettysburg College, and I was working for a, a music label down in Washington, D.C. So I was working with this smaller label in D.C. And I just, all of my friends from school, I've been in Philly forever, even through school. So it's kind of like, you know, I wanted to get back to Philadelphia. So I basically convinced them to have me do a a satellite version of the radio company and the label, if you will, up here in Philadelphia. That was my job, was to move up to Philly and create this label. Well, as, as it went, a lot of times, even bigger labels, they go up, they go down, the thing bursts. Immediately. So I found myself in Philly with no infrastructure of anybody down in DC working at a warehouse in King of Prussia. And I heard, you know, the broadcast and everything for schools and you can do this. So I went to this Connecticut School of Broadcasting up here, which 
turned out to be a, a big entry for me. And from there, it was kind of just all circumstance, Ira. It's crazy how it works. So I'm sitting in this class and I'm there for eight weeks. And you know, I've already gone to school and all, I have a philosophy degree from Gettysburg College. So I'm prepared for nothing in the real world. And they're done waiting. Exactly, right? It's, it's amazing how scary it could be. It's cool when you're in school, but then all of a sudden you're out in the real world and you're like, shit, maybe I should have paid more attention in econ. But <laughs> point being, uh, you know, I'm there and I'm at this class and it's towards the end and they do a good job. I hate to use the term scare, but they do a good job of kind of scaring you in the real world being like, look, we can only open up doors for you, but you still have to go in there. You have to interview. You have to sound like a competent human being. You can't just expect that since you went here, you're going to get a job. So lo and behold, my sports instructor went down to Atlantic City because we're in Philly and got or at least tried to get and applied for a job to host the afternoon drive show at the local sports station. Now we're talking about a small AM sports station. You couldn't hear it. It powers down at dusk. And he didn't get it. But what they did was tell him, hey, just ask anybody down up there if they want to be in promotions, if they want to work. So he came back and said, look, I didn't get this job, but they're asking for anybody as interns. And so I started there in Atlantic City, was driving from South Philly to AC and just opened up a door where at that point, I'm 24 years old. I'm working with 19, 20 year old interns who are just using this as an excuse to get through a college credit. Meanwhile, I'm like, shit, this is you know, towards the end of it. Sorry, I don't know if I can curse. So tell me if I can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, curse away. Okay. So I'm like, look, I, you know, I don't know. This is 24 years old. I can't convince my parents that you know, I need two or three more years to do this thing. If this thing doesn't pan out kind of right away, I'm screwed. And I just, opportunity came. And the afternoon drive host, the guy who actually did get that job, not my instructor, turned out to be a good friend of mine now through working with him, Dan. And he just, he looked at me and was like, look, dude, I need help. So at that point, I was in. And that's all it was, was just 24 years old. I'm in. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at this like I'm working for promotions in the morning, setting up these gigantic inflatable cats and these other things for the music <laughs> stations. And then they allow me to just work for free in the afternoon. So I was able to kind of split time, but it just went from there. And then Dan got hired in Princeton. He took me to Princeton. And then Princeton blew up and nobody could work there anymore. Even Dan had to leave. So he connected me with an old programmer of his and I got a job producing in Nashville and it was like well what do I do do I stay up here and hope and pray that I can be on one of these Philly stations or do you go down and take a risk and travel and move and see if you can get you know build your way up so I did that I went to Nashville and I was there for two years and I miss it every day it's an amazing place it's paradise I was doing sports I was producing a news talk show but news talk isn't my thing it was a conservative news station where I was the sports anchor and producer. And I just wanted to talk sports, man. So it got to a point where I was looking for work because I couldn't really advance in the sports station. They didn't have the money that the news talker did. So at that point, I was like, all right, let, let me see what I can get out here. And I found a job up in Columbus, Ohio. And now it's funny how different the stigma is of this conversation, because I used to tell this part and always been honest with everybody and tell this part, but there was always this stigma where now it's legal so many places, but I moved my, at the time, not current wife, but at the time fiance and us, and we uprooted everything from Nashville. And I went up to Columbus, Ohio. And this was a great gig, Ira. I was supposed to work with Kirk Herbstreet 
and Chris Spielman on this oh, radio wow. show. Yeah, I was the producer. There was a writer from the Columbus Dispatch who was the host. And those two guys were on the show. And the best part about it for me, selfishly, was that those guys and Herbie and Spielman, I mean, they were working college and pro. They were rarely there. Herb Street was there like two, three days a week. Spielman was there like two days a week. So it would have been me and this other guy basically co-hosting the show. I get up there and I don't know how they got away with this because every radio station I've worked in, if you tested anybody for any drug, you would basically need a new staff. But of course, <laughs> I, pop, I pop positive for marijuana. And at that point, they don't hire me. So now I'm scared to death. And I'm like, shit, I just uprooted my, at the time, fiance and no longer you know, with her and all. But it, it was, a, granted, it was a tense situation at home. I had to do something. So now I'm a couple of years in. I have some experience. I start teaching at this broadcast school locally in Ohio. But I get, a, I get this call or basically returned email then turned into a call from a guy named Ed Palladino. And I always credit this man, Ed Palladino. He's a great program director. He's no longer programming in Philly, but he was a programmer for this big, huge news talker in Philadelphia called 1210. It's gigantic AM signal. They carried the Phillies for years. I mean, you can hear it forever. And he basically said, look, man, I don't have anything for you except if you wanted to come here and produce you know, I could give you like a Saturday morning and a Sunday morning shift where you can produce for six, seven hours. And then maybe during the week, if somebody calls out, I can slot you in. So at that point, Ira, I'm thinking to myself, well, this is the difference between being in radio or being out of radio. It really comes down to it. So I would commute. I would go and I would drive from Columbus to Philly, stay in Philly Friday, Saturday, Sunday, drive back Monday morning and then teach at this broadcast school for about, uh, you know, for about eight months or so. Wow. And then, wow. yeah, maybe even closer to a year. And then at that point, it was like, all right, I, I got, I just took a risk and moved back to Philly and stuff popped up. There was a, a guy in the building and he worked at IP, WIP, the big famous sports station here. And I just kept throwing him demos and said, look, dude, I'm, I'm not your typical producer. Like I'm hosting. I've got a lot of work here, tapes and stuff. Just give me a shot. Give me a shot. And then from there, it was producing, anchoring, hosting at Philly at IP. So that's, that's really where it was like, okay, I've arrived. You know, like I've made it here. I'm, I'm on the air. This is a dream. Yeah, you, went all, you went all in. I did. I did. And it paid off. And of course, what happens? When you go all in, it pays off. You immediately want to do it again, right? So what I did at that point is I took a job up at Sirius XM. And I was doing kind of both, straddling that line. And then Sirius came to me and said, look, we want you to be full-time. They made me full-time. I was getting paid New York cost of living, living in Philly. So I was able to make a commute happen at least, but I had to be exclusive. Couldn't work locally, couldn't work at IP, couldn't work anywhere else. So I took the job there at Sirius and I was there for about a year and a half. I loved it. It was amazing because I worked in a newsroom. I did the same thing, updates. I hosted for Mad Dog. So I was on with Russo and he's just a maniac. Like he's the best oh, yeah. boss. Oh, yeah. you could possibly have. So Sirius was awesome, man. You're in this huge newsroom and all these New Yorkers up there. And I'm originally from up there, too. So I knew how to push the buttons. But it was awesome. Like, it was just a fun environment. And at that point, you know, it's more about all in, like make a bet, push all your chips in. So I did it again for the second time. And I took a big risk. And I went to NBC Sports Radio. And at that point, I, I always look back and think it's not a regret because you never know how if you stayed somewhere 
things change. You know how it is when somebody says, well, if they only did this in the second quarter of a game, and you're like, yeah, but the life of that game makes a completely different shift after a couple of plays. So I can't say all things are equal with my past, but I just I didn't work well there. And it, it was me. It was everybody else. We just, it wasn't a good mesh. Now, I, I met some great people, still have some great relationships, and I don't regret it. But it just, it didn't work out. That did not hit. That wasn't a bad beat or anything like that. It just, it busted. So from there, I'm like, well, what do I do? I go back and I work for an old friend here, Matt Nahagan in Philadelphia, who's now out West doing great stuff in San Fran. But he, he brought me back and, and he brought me on the other station, the Fanatic. And I was kind of just going back and forth there. And I was at the Fanatic for maybe five years, four or five years or so. And then new management, new ownership came in. I kind of got pushed to the back. It's always and, how it goes, yeah. isn't it? And it is. And, and that's what happened. And I was like, all right, well, you know what? Screw this. And I was out there. And then from there, I've just been doing my own thing in Philly. And, you know, the show you come on every Tuesday night, it's a new, it's a third radio station in Philly. And it's small, but we're growing because it's centered around sports betting. And we own that market in the radio world because the other two stations don't necessarily either know how to talk about it or care enough to talk about it. So that was a huge, huge move for me to be able to work with the iHeart station here. And then this new show with Philly Voice has just been plugging it wrong and, and, you know, trying to connect people. And I do this national show for Sports Map Radio and we're trying to get it locally. So we kind of figured, well, Philly Voice is a big publication and we connected and now they syndicate the show. So there's local Philly elements and then there's also national stuff. But I know that's a long ways, but that's kind of this crazy, topsy-turvy, windy road that I had to take. And I can't tell you how many times you look up and think, damn, this is it. Like, you hear about the stories of people either for budget or just because they stopped giving a shit or just because of somebody new came in and didn't like them. And it, you just, you don't want to be the person who's out, who's out, out. Like, that's it. It's one thing to be out and still doing a podcast, still working, still doing other stuff. But, you know, remember, we're talking... 2010 where a lot of that stuff was newer and it, it was scary but at the same time I think a lot of that fear drove me to be frank it definitely did you know it's it's the fear of failure and uh, you know people out there I'm sure you can as well uh, I'm what they call a, a Jewish dropout right where there's no uh, grad school there's nothing like that and I had a lot of people I had my Israeli uh, my Israeli grandmother I had my entire mom's family which is again a bunch of great jewish people from jamaica queens radio what the hell is this radio so i <laughs> not that they were waiting so but again like it's it's not that they were waiting for me to fail it's that they were waiting to tell me we told you you know right. to, to validate so it's crazy because there's a lot of that where um, i'm almost now my mom and my dad like everybody's a supporter don't get me wrong i don't want to paint it like they're you know counting the seconds but there a lot of that was you know, it's just basic conversations with my grandfather and being able to explain to him now, like, no, 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 I'm, I'm actually making a little money now. Yes, I can pay my phone bill and stuff like that. So it's <laughs> yeah, amazing it's kinda, what motivates you. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, told my, told my family about the podcast. They don't even, you know, have, have they even listened? Who knows? I'm not sure. They just think, you know, whatever he's doing a show, he's having, <laughs> he's doing his, yeah, whatever he's doing. Maybe he'll go back to law school. Who knows, you know? Right, so, exactly right. <laughs> so I got the Jewish guilt too. I, I hear you. Um, 
that's a great, you know, listen, hopefully in five, 10 years, we could look back on this conversation. I'll tell you all about my story and where I ended up. So, um, this is a nice, yep, yep. Uh, nice little start here, but, uh, Eitan, let's, uh, let's, uh, jump into maybe some games and, uh, get some knowledge on some, well, I mean, obviously tonight's game, we'll talk a little bit about the, about your Eagles here. So maybe you can shed some light on what you expect for tonight. We got the New York giants rolling into Philadelphia, Philadelphia minus five over under 44 and a half. Uh, Philly is shaded to uh, minus five and minus one fifteen right now. Uh, yeah. Why don't you give us kind of your overall thoughts on the game, kind of your overall thoughts on the division, and do you see any value in this game? Well, I, I think the, you know the division is so bad, which makes it such an intriguing scenario to play out. Especially because, as crazy as it sounds to say, if the Giants win this game, they are in full contention to win the NFC East. Same scenario plays out if the Eagles lose this game just because of how sketchy and, and just difficult it is to call things. Now, I, I think the biggest thing that's moved the line has been the concern about the Philadelphia Eagles injuries because of no Miles Sanders and no Zach Ertz. Now, granted, they get Deshaun Jackson and Lane Johnson back, but I can't tell you. I mean, the better the night is the over-under on how many plays Deshaun even is out there for. And Lane Johnson at this point, as much as I commend him for trying and the numbers are really good for Carson Wentz when Lane plays, that's another scenario where he hasn't been able to finish games. And if that ankle acts up, then you're right back to whoever would have started in his place. And trust me, it's not even worth going down that list. The offensive line is so bad. So I think what's moved a lot of people and, and drawn some concerns about the Eagles tonight is the injuries. But how I look at it, Ira, has been really for the last three years now, this team doesn't have to find a way to win playoff games or find a way to win Super Bowls, but they found a way to compete even with, and I mean regular season compete, even with a bunch of guys down. It's almost like it's their MO. It's business as usual. So yes, they would much rather have Miles Sanders out there. They'd much rather have Lane Johnson out there. But even Carson Wentz, who outside of 2017 and a couple of games at the end where his back was out and they just didn't need him. He's played through this last year. Like last year, he played through Greg Ward and a bunch of guys that nobody heard of, and all of a sudden they started to win some games. So I think Carson Wentz, it's not a, a big of a detriment to Wentz tonight as people may make it out to not have Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz was having a bad year anyway, and to not have Miles Sanders, which hurts, trust me. So I think the Eagles are actually in a really good spot right now. Both teams on defense seem to be able to get to the quarterback. The Eagles, as far as sacking, better than the Giants. But even still, Carson Wentz is used to playing with, and I hate to say it because you don't really find many examples of it, but I think Wentz, Ira, is used to playing with so many new guys and new faces on a weekly basis around him that it won't impact it as much. I actually think the Eagles, and I know that there's been some sharp plays on the Giants, but again, I, I just think that's all based off of injury. But I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles to cover this tonight. Uh, I don't know how New York scores. Not that the Eagles are going to put up 50, but I don't know how New York scores consistently. So I, I would be, tend to shade the under, especially at that 44 and a half. But it's crazy, man. I, I don't. I'm not buying this as a typical division game. And you know, for every strain, or for, pardon me, for every trend that you can strain out. You know, there's one trend that says, well, Doug Peterson, you know, 5-0 Thursday night. Or, and then there's another trend that says, well, the underdog is 5-0 against the spread. Like, you can find five trends that are 5-0 for the Eagles, and you can try, find five trends that are 0-5 for the Eagles tonight. So 
I do think the Giants are just worse. I think that they're a touchdown worse. And that's just from, you know, look, they're a two-point conversion away. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. From losing last week, and I don't know how much that win shine so i like philadelphia tonight but back to your point about the division it's such a mess that it doesn't even matter as far as a future standpoint at this point who wins or loses tonight but but it's just crazy it seems like this injury bug hasn't left philadelphia it's been there for a long time it's very very uh interesting and weird to me and i think that you know the eagles this up and this new up and cumber travis fulgham just ripping ripping teams apart Carson Wentz listen in my opinion I think the Philadelphia Eagles made a mistake by getting rid of Nick Foles that's just my personal opinion I think he is the better quarterback out of the two but Carson is used to playing in the situation where he's been hampered by injuries on his offensive and defensive side of the ball I think that yes you're right Zach Ertz has been having a bad season so I don't think it's too much of a downgrade there um Alshon Jeffries will be out again uh, yeah, again, he hasn't played a snap this year. No, and Deshaun Jackson's coming back, yeah. but who knows how many times he's going to get in the game. Uh, and you're right. right, Lane Johnson, you know, Carson Wentz has been better with Lane Johnson in the game, but again, is he going to be on a snap count? I'm not really too sure about it. I agree with you here, and I was on this play on Monday night. Yeah, this past Monday. All the Sharpies were taking the Cowboys against the Cardinals, and I'm just like, yeah. I don't see it, man. I just don't see it. I'm all about the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals all day against this Cowboys defense. Um, oh, Andy Dalton's not going to be as bad. He's not going to be that bad. It's not that big of a drop-off. Well, it was. It was. And this Cardinals defense, really, yeah, huge. And they got after him, and, and they put pressure on him. Um, granted, but he is definitely no Dak Prescott. I like the Philadelphia Eagles here tonight as well, minus the five. Um, why don't we take another look at another game within the division and see if you have any thoughts, because this one is really head-scratching to me. And that's the Dallas Cowboys going into yeah. Washington to take on the football team. I don't get this one, Aton. Maybe you can make heads or tails of it for me. I actually think – I listen, I was on the Washington football team last week in my super contest, Circa Millions, got there. Thank God that data went 5-0. It was fantastic. But this seems like a very weird line to me. Listen, I know Dalton didn't play well. I know this Cowboys team is in a huge mess right now with the coaching staff. Everyone – it's like mutiny. But – at the end of the day, this Washington football team is not good. They have a good def- defensive front seven, but this Cowboys offense has so many playmakers. I just don't see this line being pick em. I still think the Cowboys should be favored on the road here in Washington by at least a field goal. What are your thoughts here on this one? 
Yeah, it's surprising. It definitely is surprising that it's down to a pick em. And as tempted as I am to just take Washington, because outside of that blown two-point conversion, they didn't play horrific, or at least typically horrific. And you mentioned their defense, especially the front, has been playing well, even with a couple of guys banged up throughout. But it, it doesn't feel right. And I think a lot of that is because, you, you know, if, it's, if they're getting three points at home, then I think it's much easier to take Washington, feel confident about it. The quarterback is healthy. And again, it's merely a matter of how focused they are. But I think that might play into it. And again, I, I don't have any inside info to Dallas outside of the people I've talked to that cover that team say this is all true. And a it's couple muni. Of guys it's muni out it there. Is. It is. They've given up on Mike Nolan. They don't listen to him anymore. So I, I Mike think- McCarthy was the worst hire ever. I don't get it's it still terrible. to this day. Terrible. Between Nolan and McCarthy, you've got the guy running the offense, the guy running the defense. Nobody gives a damn. Nobody listens. You're not even halfway through the season, and this is happening. So I I don't know. I I think, and just to kind of talk this through, I think the line reflects a little more, and you mentioned this, about the chaos that Dallas is going through. Washington, to their credit, this is like the quietest year we've ever heard from Washington. There really isn't much going on outside of the benching of Dwayne Haskins, but that thing went away really fast. Now, granted, not a lot of people care about Washington unless they're in scandal or turmoil, but it seems like it's kind of, and I think that's a credit to Ron Rivera. So I wonder if the line reflects a little more that no matter what Washington is on the field, you know that they're going to be at least a well-put-together bad team as opposed to Dallas, who is basically put together by duct tape right now and could become a decent team to a really bad team in the matter of like a quarter or a half. It's crazy out there. Um, I do want to, I want to get your opinion on this game since it's close to home for you. And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers going ahead and playing on the road in Tennessee against this Titans team. Listen, Tennessee's head coach, Vrabel doing a fantastic job. One of the smartest head coaches in the league. I mean, just, you know, you could see that defensive penalty he took to save time off the clock uh, in order to come back and win that game. Now, I had Houston a little bit, sprinkled a little bit on Houston last week, and going for two there didn't really make too much sense for me. Um, but nevertheless, we have Pittsburgh going into Tennessee. They're playing the Titans. Titans minus one. This line has been moving back and forth. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, what are your thoughts here? Pittsburgh looks really good. I do have a futures ticket on them to win the Super Bowl at 22 to 1 right now. But you nice. got to think that Devin Bush's loss is going to be a huge loss to this defensive side of the ball, but they are still very stacked on defense. Now, do you have any thoughts on this game or Pittsburgh in general? Yeah, I, I like Pittsburgh. And I think a lot of it has to do, as you mentioned, they've been able to really put some stuff together. It's a great futures pick, mind you. That's great value, too, Thank you for them to win it. And, and think about it. I mean, Baltimore is not as convincing as they were last year. We've seen the Chiefs struggle to cover some big lines, and they know that they're susceptible. And Pittsburgh right now has, I think, the more trust. It's crazy to say this with Derrick Henry on a team, but Pittsburgh is the more trustworthy offense. Now, what I'm concerned about, I love Tennessee earlier in the week, but then you get the news about Taylor Luan, and, and I think that's a huge, huge factor loss. in here. Yes, and, and that's why I would now – I was going to take Tennessee, and then I thought, well, let me just abstain and not play this game. But now, and even if I can get a point, I'll probably just take the money line value there. But I'm with you on Pittsburgh, and I think the big reason is because despite a loss on defense, it doesn't outweigh what the Titans lost on offense. That's an anchor – 
right there at left tackle. And as you know, offensive line injuries are such a key indicator on how a team can play. Man, look at Vegas, right? Like what they're going through now. So not having it's crazy what that could do to that game alone. Not having Luana, I think, is is a big enough indicator or factor for me where I'd ride Pittsburgh on this, take them straight up to win it, and now is the road dog. And it's crazy how that moved a little bit. Uh, I, I think Pittsburgh is a really good football team, and their defense, when healthy, is a really good complement to this reinvented offense. A couple of different guys they can throw to consistently. Connor just seeks out contact in the backfield. It's amazing to he watch. Loves he loves it. He loves it. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I like him, man. I like Pittsburgh. Uh, I might even see what value I can get on them as a futures ticket. Now it's probably dropped a little bit, but I think they're down to ten to one. That's still pretty good for me. I, I, you know, I'm not hating that at all. But I like them to win this game. I like them, and that's a huge victory because this is not about the Titans being garbage or taking a major step back. This is more a reflection of how legit Pittsburgh is when they go in and they win this game outright. And, and I think that's a bigger statement than the Titans are not in any trouble. They just lost to a really good football team. Yeah, I was, uh, I was on this podcast last week, and one of my guests, who's a very smart guy, analytics guy, has models and algorithms and whatnot. He was, he was talking about the Browns against the Steelers, and I was like, listen, man, I know you got the models. I know you got the algorithms, <laughs> but I watched – the Browns play last week. This is the prior week. I'm like, did you see the hit that Baker Mayfield took? Did you see his arm yeah. afterwards? He, he, he yeah. was shaking his arm like, and that's a really bad pain. I've had that. I played basketball my whole life and I've hurt my AC joint. That look, and, and according to Dr. Chow on Twitter, pro football doc, I've talked about this. He said it's more of an AC joint injury than a rib injury. And I've had that AC joint sprain. It is not easy to come back from and it is not easy to shoot a basketball so i cannot not imagine it's easy to throw a football so um yeah i'm glad i talked him off of that game but uh nevertheless Steelers look really good i think they're overall probably like the best team in the league right now casey's good but i don't think that they're that good and and baltimore's really dropped off a little bit like they're not right now um let's keep it on the east coast for you uh let's throw this one out to you i know i talked about this on your show I want to get your thoughts since we didn't, I didn't get to hear it from you, whether or not you liked it or not. But that's the New England Patriots at home, Cam Newton and the Patriots, Bill Belichick against the 49ers, Jimmy G. Um, listen, Jimmy G, I think, is getting a lot healthier right now, even without Mostert, who I don't think is going to play. He hurt himself uh, in that right. victory against the Rams, which I had the 49ers. Um, we will, uh, I think we're going to see the 49ers come out here and win, win this game outright. I, again, I don't think things are right in New England right now. Cam is not – listen, after the first game, you could tell Cam was, Cam's done. I mean, I'm calling it right now. He's done. Uh, the COVID thing didn't, probably didn't help his overall health and endurance and, and, and um, conditioning. So I like the 49ers here. I think that they're getting a lot healthier and, and New England just is not going to be able to keep up. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm more inclined to agree, honestly. And, and I think we're used to seeing New England have one of those bad losses in the regular season like they did last week at home to Denver. And it's just embarrassing. And it raised the questions about is Brady cooked? Is this it for Belichick? You know, they seem to have those stinkers kind of early, mid-early season. And then we see them go on this big run and they bounce back and, oh, aha, joke's on all of us. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't happening this year. And, and to your point about Cam Newton, I, I think it's a, a healthy combination of 
Cam and his body just starting to deteriorate and not be what we expected a healthy quote unquote Cam to be. And then also taking for granted at times that while Cam can do things that Brady can't do with his feet and extend plays and things, Brady made the most out of nothing. And I was talking about Wentz making the most out of nothing, not having even Julian Edelman and not having somebody as a consistent deep threat that's not a young kid that you're hoping and waiting to develop, losing a guy like Gronk, a major target, a go-to target, and only relying on Edelman. They don't have the line structure that they did with Brady as well, and Cam moving around only hurts that. This is probably good. Yeah, I'm with you. This is going to be two straight losses for New England, and now that conversation about benching Tua as I know you guys were all talking about that locally down there. Now that conversation about, you know, does Miami duck out of this race and just hand it to Buffalo because New England is not winning squat. If you can't win these two games in a row, then I don't know how you can be expected to win this division. I, I, yeah, there's something about the 49ers. They've played well through a bunch of injury. Garoppolo kind of working his way back in. And the team has played without Mostert in the past. It's not like, it's a make or break play again, like Sanders. You'd always rather have him there than not. But even the Niners D I think is picking up. And, and I like what I've seen so far from a team that's been hurt a lot, decimated by injuries. So I, I think, yeah, I'm with you. I, I would make that play as well. I'd have no problem taking the Niners. I just, I don't know. There's something untrustworthy about everybody involved in new England and looking over at Bill Belichick and expecting that, sense of comfort to come over you as a better like don't worry he'll bounce back I I just don't feel that this year yeah I don't either uh two more games we'll get to once again this is Aton Shander at Shander Show on Twitter you got to give him a follow he's fantastic loves to chop it up in regards to sports and betting uh he's he's a fun he's a fun follow for sure two more games Aton I want to get your opinion on and I'll start with one team in particular undefeated Seattle Seahawks traveling to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I do not power rate the Seahawks team high whatsoever. I think that they have so many problems on the defensive side of the ball that it is impossible to even say they are a contender for the Super Bowl right now. And they're going to go into Arizona, take on the Cardinals with that high-octane offense, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kenyon Drake. Uh, Cardinals are a home dog right here at plus three and a half. And I'm loving me some Cardinals here. I don't think Seattle's Seahawks defense can stop me, a six foot, 175 pound Jewish person throwing a football <laughs> in the secondary. So how are they going to stop Kyler Murray from throwing the ball all over the field and running all over them this, this Sunday? Uh, any thoughts for you on this game? Yeah, actually, I, I, I agree. I think Arizona wins this game. I don't have a problem with them covering that tight line, but I think they're, I'm all over this under. They, they have yet to hit an over all year, Arizona, including the game against Dallas. And, you know, you start to think at some point, is that trend going to buck? But I, I think people look at what you say and they think, oh, well, this is going to be a shootout because Seattle's defense is so bad. But I think what's going to happen is, Arizona's defense is going to get one or two stops to whatever they can put up offensively, and you'll start to just see a gap. It doesn't mean that Seattle can't get any points so that they'll be relegated to single digits, but I think we'll start to see why it's just tough if you don't have the ball a lot. And Kyler Murray moving the ball with his feet is a special thing, but it also takes time off the clock, and they're really good 
at managing the ball depending on who they're going up against. So I, I love, I, even more so than the line, I think the under here plays, and I'm inclined to ride that trend until proven otherwise, that they just, for whatever reason, with the prolific offense, and I agree, they've got talent for days, D-hop out there, but their defense and the tempo in which they play, especially with their quarterback able to extend some drives, it seems to take enough time off the clock where even if they go up against an offense that can put up points, they hit under. So I think that would be the biggest play for me. But yes, ultimately, I'm with you where Seattle is, is going to have trouble. They're going to have trouble. And this is going to be the first time in which we see them in trouble. And I'm interested to see how that conversation plays out following this loss, because now you can't chalk it up to, well, that's just traveling across the country to take on Miami or take on Buffalo or a team like that. This is a divisional opponent that a lot of people are riding that good current sexy wave on with Arizona. And I don't blame them. They're a fun team to watch and bet on. Absolutely. Last game, Aton, get your thoughts. This is my favorite game of the week. And that is Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers traveling down to New Orleans. There will be 3,000 fans in the stands for the Saints. Uh, Bridgewater revenge game. Um, You know, Matt Rule, Joe Brady doing a great job in Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater is fantastic at covering the spreads in the NFL as a starter. I think this is just way too many points for this Carolina team. I know they're off a tough loss against the Bears. However, this Bears defense is pretty good. It's pretty special. It's almost as good as the 2018 Bears uh, defense was. And on the flip side, uh, Drew Brees doesn't look right to me. He, uh, He looks inconsistent. He looks... His timing's off. Something's wrong with him. His noodle of, his, of an arm is kind of – it's past its expiration date there. And, you know, I think they'll be getting Michael Thomas back, but I still don't think it's going to yeah. be enough to cover seven and a half. Any thoughts for you on this one? It's a big line. It really is. And Carolina, you're going to New Orleans, having to cover that. It, it, I love the hook. And I think that's what saves me on this is it probably will be – some sort of, you know, six to seven point game. And just to have the ability of that hook and not push, especially if you're going to parlay or match that in around Robin, something along those lines. So I'm in on the hook. But if it was just at seven, I I might stay away, still probably lean towards Carolina. Anything under seven, I I think it's just too big of a risk. I, I don't know. I don't think they win the game outright. Sounds like you don't think they win the game outright, but you just think that they cover the line, right? Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, listen, do they have a chance to win? Yeah, they definitely have a chance. But uh, listen, seven and a half point uh, underdog is not going to be an easy test to win a, a football no, game on the road. Not at all. But, but I think what happens a lot of times with these games is there's this big line and then all of a sudden it's a tight game. And I wouldn't be shocked if after one or maybe heading into the half, it's either a three-point game or maybe Carolina has the lead. It's one of these shockers like that. And then the Saints just outlast them. But, uh, yeah, I, I think right now it's seven and a half. That's a gigantic – it almost seems like in this season that hook is like an extra point at this time. So I'll take them. Yeah, I'll ride seven and a half. If it drops to seven, I'd probably stay away more so than ride Carolina. But I I'm, cannot pass up that half point. And you're right about Bridgewater. He may not be lighting it up as far as touchdowns are concerned in the air, but that team, Mike Davis, they haven't missed a beat with Christian McCaffrey as crazy as that is. So I'm, I'm with you, brother. I have no problem with the seven and a half. Contracts for running backs are definitely going to go down with McCaffrey, yep, with crazy. Mike Davis just inserting for Christian McCaffrey <laughs> like that. But anyways, uh, Aton Shander, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, once again, this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. 
Go over there, type in the promo code HOOPBALL20 for 20% off and free shipping. Eitan, thank you so much, and we hope to have you back at Shander Show on Twitter. He's a great follow. I recommend it. And uh, hopefully we'll have you again. Hopefully we will have you on again soon. Anytime, Ira. Appreciate you, man. Thank you and all the best. You too. Bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.